spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we are exhausted after our first week of working uh, back at the college, first week of classes. How do you feel, Kenton? Two weeks. Yes, no. What's that? It's our third week of school. We started oh. our third week. Oh, my God. Already? I can't believe yes. it. Our first full week, but our third actual week. Yeah, man. And it's it's very, very busy, of course. The students are back in person. We're back in person. How's that been going for you so far, Kenton? Uh, the, the usual, uh, we're in the honeymoon period, so everything's fine. How about you? Period. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and the, and the marking has not the, the unbearable weight of marking has not come down upon me yet because I haven't given them any assignments yet. When does yours so, start? Uh, next week. I start getting assignments in next week. Me too. So that's that's and I kind of do it that way on purpose, right? Because I me just want to ease them in and just just kind of yep. say, okay, here's again, get them used to the idea of, of what we're going to do, and then a couple couple rounds of practicing whatever it is we want to do for the assignment, and then they yep. they can do it. So we'll see, but yeah, so far so good. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it is. It's a it's nice to be back at the school, um, but because nobody's been there for two years, all the electronics have broken down. All of the toilets are overflowing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's rats carcasses wherever we go. Just kidding. There's lots of, like, lots of mouse traps all around the campus for lots sure. Lots of mouse traps. There, it's a little bit like Escape from New York. But, <laughs> but um, overall, I mean, it's uh, ge- it's generally speaking, it's, at first, it was a little weird being back with everybody, but eh, it seems okay now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, actually. I, yeah. quite, I quite like coming in. All right, but today, of course, we're going to talk about some Star Wars news. We had Disney Plus Day last week, right? It was the last mm-hmm. Thursday. And so, among other things, we have, of course, some Star Wars stuff, but we also got the uh, Disney Plus um, debut of Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, did you watch that, Canton? Not yet, but I will. Okay, Not you yet. haven't seen it yet? Did I, you watch it? Oh, I saw the theater. I actually went to oh, see that in the right. theater, so I was a little disappointed <laughs> Theater. That I was also quite distracted because I saw it in a theater with a gimmick that had like these weird projections on the sides. Have you seen oh. that new thing? Yeah. Um, it's this weird. It's so, it's so weird and it was so distracting. Uh, so I couldn't really focus on the movie, but it wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't the best Thor movie in my opinion. But maybe I'll give it a second watch one of these days and we'll see. Maybe it'll be better second time around. Yeah, I've heard people say it's the worst. The worst Marvel movie is is that one. But I just saw Doctor Strange too, and I think that is a sol- there's a solid argument that that's the worst one. Really? I think okay, it is, I, didn't I, think. Mind it. Well, I didn't mind it so much. Why does it exist is the number one question I have because it solves a problem that was already solved, um, and I also consider it to be a parasite on the host, which is the far superior Spider-Man: No Way Home. Right. Like. Like, hey, this here's this great movie. Everybody loves it, right? And then it's like, well, here's the sequel, like the worst sequel you've ever seen. I just thought it was – I watched them in a row, and and just the difference in quality is just jaw-dropping. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I had my hopes up for Doctor Strange 2, and then I don't know. Like I just it's nothing in it was any was interesting, appealing, or good, I thought. Nothing. Yeah, I I agree. Like I was I thought it was like well no, I should I should say I did like it. I went to see it in the theater and I enjoyed it. Maybe I was just so pleasantly surprised that it was a Sam Raimi movie and uh, I saw the car that I always see in Sam Raimi movies, so I like that yeah. kind of stuff. 
Um, but yeah, there were, of course, there were some issues. I didn't like the doc, the zombie Doctor Strange. That was really stupid. And there are all kinds of issues with this, like, jumping around the multiverse. The way yeah. they did that was not great. Uh, and you're right, there was no purpose, because they just took a villain from WandaVision, and they re- recycled yeah. uh, the villain from WandaVision, and didn't didn't add anything to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But um, yeah. And you're right, that, and, and that Spider-Man movie could have been the sequel. It was a Doctor Strange movie and a Spider-Man movie, right? Because it had yeah. him in it, too. So it could have just kind of finished that up. But they were already committed to it. They had already, uh, they had already mapped out the phase, whatever phase we're in at this point. And so I think that we just have to kind of accept. These days with Marvel, I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of taking it, whatever it is. If it's not great, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I was Pleasantly surprised with She-Hulk. I'm actually enjoying She-Hulk. Oh, Dan, no. Yeah, I like it. What's wrong with She-Hulk? No. I don't even know where to start. I don't. I literally don't know where to start. No. I, uh, she's twerking with Megan. Well, that was like a that was a yeah, scene. That was a uh, whatever um, post credit yeah, scene. Those are dumb. No, but that's the cherry on top of the garbage soda. <laughs> that's what it, I just think it's bad. I don't uh, know. I disagree. I, I enjoy oh, it. Oh, you actually, actually enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought that uh, the twerking, tw- twerking aside, because uh, again, that, that's absolutely an eye roll moment. But that was, uh, you know, that kind of stuff is like the high level kind of what gets viral and stuff. But I like the uh, the show itself is uh, pretty clever. They don't break the wall too much, too many times. She does break the fourth wall uh, a few times, but not too much. But um, I like it. I think it's it's good, kind of remind. It does remind me of a lawyer show, of a funny lawyer comedy, because that's what it's meant to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's like superhero based oh. law. I like it. It's no better call Saul. I'll put it that no, way. No, it is not. It's not that. No, but, but I'm, it's, glad, uh, I'm glad that people enjoy the show. I am, but I, it's just, I like when I look at what Marvel has been doing in this phase, there's no, I mean, there would be no debate. This is the worst phase of Marvel. Uh, what phase at, though? Like there have been barely any movies in this and, and it's all streaming all show. series, right? So black widow, terrible. Oh the God. Yeah. Terrible. Is that part of the same one? Okay. Yes, yeah, I guess. Yes. Doctor Strange 2, terrible. Like, only Spider-Man, really. Like, Hawkeye, I thought, was terrible. Um, I like part, I like most of WandaVision. I thought, um, even Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I thought, just kind of went south by, by the end. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. I just, uh, it's just not been getting it done for me. But usually, maybe we're just in the trough before we, yeah. Before yeah. we hit, hit something of substance, but I don't know, like, uh, you know, I guess, um, I guess somebody could be, I guess we could make the same, we could have the same discussion about Lord of the Rings, about, uh, Rings of Power, which I, I like find that too. terrible. Oh, I hate it. I love it. And, oh my uh, God, Kenton, what's happening to, is the pandemic split our, our opinions so widely that we well, can't do anything anymore? I'm really beyond, I, I'm surprised <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but the new Game of Thrones. I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> I dig that. I'm, I'm okay. watching that. And I'm like, wow, this is really like. I guess I'm gonna. Thanks HBO. I guess I'm gonna have to watch this. You, you dragged me back in. Oh wow! But a lot of the other stuff to me, Rings of Power. I just, I don't know. It, it certainly is slow moving. <laughs> um, I, I liked it though because I think it feels like Lord of the Rings. It does feel like the movies to me, and I, I like. It's interesting to me to see where it's going. I just I like the story, so I'm I'm in for that. But the question is, Kenton, we're not here to talk about any of this stuff. All the stuff is, is uh, set aside. And yes, the, I think for sure the Marvel Cinematic Universe has become oversaturated. We just have too much of it, yeah. and that that's why the content is not as good. The quality is not as good because it's just there's just so much out there. Some of it's bound to be bad. Is that going to happen to Star Wars? Because we're about 
hope they hit another like peak of Star Wars content. Yeah. Uh, we have Andor coming up. Now we had an Andor special look, which was also part of Disney Plus Day, like a seven minutes or so, a little like um, nine minutes. Kind of a, yeah. Nine minutes. Sorry, nine yeah. minutes of like a, it's kind of a trailer with some interviews and a little behind the scenes stuff. So it was kind of cool um, to see that. And then we also had. Um, a new episode of, and they called it like the road to Obi-Wan or something like that. They called it something weird. Like, uh, I forget what they, I had it on my screen just a moment ago, but it was behind the scenes. It was basically what they used to call the, the, um, Disney gallery, right? Yeah. But different. But different, uh, branded, uh, branded as it always should have been branded with its own title. So that was good. Yeah. So that showed up and, uh, tales of the Jedi trailer. Trailer and a Mandalorian season three tr- trailer. Yes. So lots of Star Wars stuff. And so when is the, what are the dates for Mandalorian season three? Do you know that? Uh, it's next March, I think. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. We do, so not yeah. in December. Oh, no. I that's, know. That's kind of become a Christmas thing, hey? Oh, we have, uh, we've waited a long time, although the trailer is ass kickingly great. It's, it's a, I mean, when you watch the trailer for The Mandalorian, it always blows away everything else. No, it's just. You want to, just, do you want to start by watching that? Let's start. Yeah, let's, let's start do with it. that one. Yeah. We'll come out. We'll get to the other thing in a second, but I'm just going to, um, hold on a second. Let's watch this and see, uh, see what we got here after this. Phillips. Yeah. Don't you love what YouTube has become, Kenton? Holy, as the advertising instructor, I cannot defend this. <laughs> Possible. I think it's very interesting the, how, what this has evolved into. We should have a conversation. Oh, here we go. Okay. This is the one that you saved. You are as its father. A clan of two. But you have removed your helmet. Then you are a Mandalorian. No more. Your cult. Fractured our people. Where were you then? Did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? Uh, that's Oops. insane stuff. Woo, there's a lot to a lot to unpack there. Now, is that was that? Um, what's the name of that guy? That little guy from Episode Nine from Rise of Skywalker. That's him. What's his uh, name again? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, why can't I think of his name? Ridiculous. 
That's him, though. Yeah. What, yeah. Well, that was a, that's a random like thing that you never thought to see. I didn't think they would like reference any of those prequels or those sequels, rather. I know that's pretty amazing, and and it does appear that R five D four becomes the Mandalorian's droid. <laughs> that's hilarious, right? And that's why he breaks down. Uh, Babu Frick. Babu Frick is the name of that. Yeah, that, that's it. That Babu guy. Frick. I yeah. just could not think of it right at the moment. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, so then when he has it, that's how he gets that bad motivator. Whenever he breaks down in front of the uh, in front of Luke's house um, on that fateful day. Anyway, but yeah, very cool, very exciting stuff. Uh, what else was in there? Lots of great shots of the the fighter. Like it just kind of makes me want to rewatch the last season because yeah. that's so that great. Well, really, again, those two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett where he gets those. Yeah, that, that the whole fighter thing together uh, was awesome. But I love that they incorporate um, uh, Grogu into the logo now. You see both of them in that. That's very cool. The music was great in that as well. Lots yeah. of great stuff. Oh, I think it's – I mean, we've been waiting for such a long time for this season, and it really is – at this moment in time, it's the centerpiece of Star Wars. It's the reason – like, it's probably solely responsible – for Star Wars, uh, the intense fandom around Star Wars in, in the in Baby Grogu, for instance, mm-hmm. but also the fact that people are more interested in the Mandalorian than they are in Boba Fett, which I just did never never thought would happen. Or I guess the Mandalorian kind of took Boba Fett's thunder by being so cool. Right. It did. It did Boba Fett better than Boba Fett. Right. <laughs> or better than what Boba Fett was in our in our imagination. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, for sure. Um but I just I did, I mean I still did like the Boba Fett um um thing. Yeah, uh, series and that was yeah. that was great. Hopefully we'll get a behind the scenes thing about that as well at some point or did we? Yeah. No, we haven't. No, yeah, uh, that'll be cool. No, but I'm sure we will. Right. We'll get something. Um, and so the other thing is the uh, – now, of course, uh, uh, Andor is coming up. We're going to have that um, – maybe we should wait, wait till after to watch – to the end of the show to, watch, to talk about that. The last by the way, by the way, if I'm, I might be wrong, but I actually think maybe there wasn't actually Disney Gallery for Boba Fett. Was there? Remember – because I remember we saw Robert Rodriguez – playing his guitar. Oh, that's right, you're right. Guitar. He was directing that, yes. Right, I forgot about that. Like, he wants to come out right after the, the, the series came out. Oh, my, my kids are home. I can see them. This is their first time walking home from school. So, oh, what do you mean, by themselves? Yeah, like from the new school. Walked... Oh, oh so they, and uh, how, how far did they have to walk? That's like 20 minutes. Oh, that's pretty that's good. Deal. Yeah, sorry. Healthy Hold on a second. Walk? No problem. Hey, I'm just doing a podcast with Kenton. Come on in, guys. Have a school. Say hi to Kenton. Yeah, I'll say hi. <laughs> so we're talking. We'll be about like another half hour, or so and that's it. Then we guys can hang out. Oh, so uh, there's snacks, kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I knew kind of knew that was happening. I wasn't sure what time to get here, but you guys sounded okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Sorry. Go back to what we're talking about. Star Wars. Um, yeah. So there was. I think there was a Disney gallery. Oh yeah. Right. So we did that. I think. Okay. I just. I just. The images just jumped into my head. I forgot all about it that we'd already yeah. had one. So let's talk about now the the actual behind the scenes uh, documentary we got for Obi Wan, which was also very good. Um, yeah. It was I, I certainly uh, uh, I liked. There's like aspects of it I really liked, like um, seeing all the old footage of the prequels. I never thought I would enjoy that as much as I did. Like just getting to see how they made and seeing George Lucas giving direction to. To um, Ewan McGregor, that was very cool. Or even the actually, they sorry, they started with like original Obi Wan with Alec Guinness, right? That was very cool too. Yeah, oh, it was really good. There's lots of great stuff in the uh, documentary. I mean, it is. 
I mean, for lack of a better way to describe it, it is sort of one of those PR documentaries where you only hear good news sort of thing. Like you don't, you don't really, it's not like a, um, a documentary that exposes anything, but there's some good lines in there. Like I like, uh, Ewan McGregor says, uh, he'd be rich if he had a dollar for every time somebody said to him, I have the higher ground. I thought that's hilarious that that, like, I never thought of that. Every time you look down and there's you and McGregor below you, you have to say that, right? I think, so yeah. Or you have to try and get up to high, get up, get yeah. lower, then just cooch down a little bit and say it. I think people probably just do that to him. <laughs> yeah, well, one way or another, he, he gets it a lot. I thought that yeah. was really good. I thought uh, Liam Neeson's return was interesting, and they actually shot it on the same stage. I just assumed that Liam Neeson was uh, 10,000 miles away on some – Soundstage, but he was, he was actually probably, in. He thought he was shooting the ice road here in Manitoba. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> you probably shouldn't have bothered with that one, but I watched that one and it was. I did uh, too. Yeah, and uh, well, my favorite part is it's uh, hey, it's the environmental minister of the government of Canada at the end of the movie or whatever it is, and he's like, "Hi, everybody, I'm just coming." Like that, they clearly got funding, right? So that's yes, of course they did. I love it. I love it. Pure Canadian cinema. Yeah, Pure Canadian yeah. cinema. Uh, nothing is nothing without government funding. Okay, but yeah, that was nice. But it's also nice. Like I think they really came at this from an aspect of we want to bring everybody. Like we want to get the band back together, right? So they yeah. brought in. They had those nice moments where they had like the playing the the scenes on the big screen in front of those guys, and they're sitting there yeah. watching it together. So it's basically like fancy reaction videos. Is what we're right. seeing because they're reacting to the old episodes of the, of the old movies that they did twenty years ago, and it just like remembering all that experience and then all everything that's happened since then. Um, it was really, really good to see. And then we also, of course, got to see, you know, Deborah Chow and the, the creators of the show and how they kind of came at this. So I, th- I thought it was all very well, well put together. Yeah, and seeing um, Hayden Christensen again in his in his uh, burn victim suit <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and how that kind of works and how they put it on him, that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, the, sort of the whole idea, like uh, after I watched it, I just thought, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely going to do another season. They're going to do oh, it. Sure. They'll do something. They had fun. They, you can tell they had fun. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think they have to do it because there's still a 10-year period that's unexplained. Um, so it's easy to do. It doesn't have to cover the whole 10 years. Um, and it just seems like everybody who worked on it got a lot out of it, and there was a lot of love for it. Mm-hmm. So that's great. It's great to see. And that um, I enjoyed the documentary. But once again, it's not – you know, it's not the um, warts and all documentary. It's not. Um, it's not one of those, but it's like a nice sort of uh, it's kind of an enjoyable kind of capper to the overall season. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's you know it's nice to see behind the scenes. It's nice to see how they do these things. Um, um, it was good to see Aiden Christensen. I wrote that down. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, he he, you feel like he got so much hate for that role. And uh, it kind of, I don't mean, I don't know, he didn't do a whole lot of, of acting after that, right? He didn't do, he just kind of faded away, and I think it was because of that. And as far as Ian McGregor goes, he managed to kind of sidestep that and continue on with a career, but it still hounds him. Like, he, he said, I, I think I've talked about this before in that um, documentary he did where he rode his motorcycle up. Uh, he, it was the last one he did where he rode from, from the bottom of South America, north all the way up to Los Angeles, and they stopped at Machu Picchu. Uh, to see like the beautiful mountains and everything and all that stuff, and it's 
filled with tourists who all want his autograph because he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right, that exactly. Was, that's Ewan McGregor's experience in Machu Picchu because that's has been his life for the last 20 years. And so like, for him, it seemed like he really kind of came to terms with that and, and found some, I don't know, some something positive about coming back to the character and, and revisiting this and seemed to really enjoy the whole thing. Well, and the scenes where you see Ewan McGregor choosing his lightsaber for the fans yes. of Menace and some of that stuff, and he looks like a boy. Like, like I, I never, weirdly enough, I picture Ewan McGregor the way he looks today, like <laughs> back in those movies. And maybe, I don't know, I, I, it's confusing to me because he just looks like a little punk. Like he, he just, he, it's shocking. And then Hayden Christensen says, oh yeah, I was 19 when I was doing that. And you're like, well, he was just a kid too, really. You, and then yeah, they, they're both young. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just really interesting. I, for some reason, in my mind, it just doesn't seem like that. I, if anything, I thought Hugh McGregor looked too old to play the role in Episode One. That's what I always thought. But yeah, I, of course, because he is—he was supposed that. to be like mid twenties. Well, he, no, he, in that one, he's supposed to be like eighteen, right? He's supposed right. to be very young. But uh, um, but um, what I was going to say was, it's very clear that when they saw his audition video, they showed part of his audition video for it. It's very yeah. clear that he was in the middle of shooting a Life Less Ordinary uh, with Cameron Diaz. <laughs> When he shot that, because that's the haircut he's got right. in the Life Less Ordinary, that horrible, horrible haircut. Uh, and he had that for a little, I guess he had that for a, a while, because uh, they showed some of that behind the scenes of the training, he had the haircut, and then they finally cut it for the, the Jedi look, or the Padawan look um, for the movie. But yeah, but yeah, you're right, and he's so serious when he's picking up the lightsaber and that kind of stuff, but it's also very cool that they did that kind of stuff back then, and they treated it with that kind of respect uh, and seriousness. So, I mean, it was just, again, it made me feel good about the prequels. I don't know if I'm going to watch them again anytime soon. I do want to watch the Obi-Wan series again. This did make me want to revisit yeah, that, so I might do yeah. that again soon. Soon. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, I'm getting ready for Andor. Yeah, I thought um, I, I thought the same thing. I would like to watch Obi Wan again. But you, but you know what? Sort of back to what we're saying with Marvel. I think like what Star Wars is doing is what Marvel's done, which is I, what did Kathleen Kennedy call it? Like something like perpetual storytelling, mm. or something like storytelling that never ends. And the reason is because on a streaming service, you you must produce product. And that's where the quality control can waver sometimes because you're pumping out so much product to satisfy the masses who pay to subscribe um, that it it becomes hard to manage. Now, everything I've seen about Cassian Ander, though, looks like it's a high-quality, extremely expensive production. It does not look like they held back the budget on anything. It just it, it looks amazing, actually. Yeah, it does look as high end as everything we've seen so far from Star Wars, yeah. uh, and I think that, that that is a definite difference between Star Wars and Marvel because we're not seeing that, for example, on um, on She Hulk, which is not it's a TV show. You could, it's obviously a TV show budget. You can tell just by the CGI. Yeah. Um, but this is not that. This is this is a, a high end. It is basically like a prequel to Rogue One, but it's just longer and it's really getting into the, the background of this character quite a bit. Yeah. And I think I, I'm sort of um, starting to think that Cassian Andor is going to be a stealth hit. Like, nobody expects too much of it. Nobody, like, the scenes look exciting. It looks good. The trailers look good. Mm -hmm. um, I think it sort of reminds me of Solo and that people with Solo, they thought, well, do we really need this? And I think there's some of that with Andor. But, but Solo uh, was good, though, right? That's the yeah, thing. We like Solo. It's a good yeah. movie. I still yeah, think it's, it's I still watch it. 
Um, and yeah, there was a question of do we need it? No, but do we need any of this? So we right. well, Disney, I mean, that's what Kath, Kathleen Kennedy would say. Yes, they do, because it's perpetual storytelling. It's the never-ending story. As it we, is the never-ending never story. Ending story. And, and Star Wars in particular, you can go anywhere in time. To, to, yeah, to, but they're not, though. They're still staying in this little 10-year period or this 20-year period of, like, right around Star Wars. They're not really I, – I know that they are exploring that, that earlier time period in, like, the books yeah. and stuff. Um, at well, some point, I guess we'll see this. The Acolyte is going to yeah. be pre-Phantom Menace by a couple hundred years or something. Is that right? Okay. Yep. So that's going to give us a, our first look at that. I think that's a good idea. I also mm-hmm. think um, – I don't think they're going to go post – uh, sequels like episode seven, eight, nine. They're not going to do that uh, unless they bring back like one of like Daisy Ridley or um, or um, Oscar Isaac or John Boyega. Like they're going to need at least one of those to come back, and who knows what that might look like. But once again, I think there is an opportunity there to sort of redeem some of. Um, some of what didn't work in the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, there's an is opportunity. What, is that why they're referencing the Babu Frick in this one? Babu Frick so. was Babu Frick was one of the things that did work in the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Everybody loved him. Yeah, right. Okay. There's no problem with him. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, he, I don't think. He, I mean, he. I think they thought that he was going to be Grogu for that movie trilogy, and he wasn't that. No, but he was like he was enjoyable. But the problem is Grogu sucked all the attention out of everything else. And that was that was right when when that happened, right? That was yeah. like the Mandalorian, and then Grogu took the world by storm, and then the rise of Skywalker was not that, and it was like these two different things yeah. happening at the same time, but completely different directions. Do what we watch, else? Watch the Andor trailer. The, uh, yes, the tra- just the trailer, right? Not not the long thing, but the, the no 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 no, just the trailer. Yeah, it's fine. One second. It's a new trailer uh, as well, with some old scenes in it, but some right. of it's new. Spies, saboteurs, assassins, who've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Cassian Ander, no matter what you tell me or tell yourself, you'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? We've chosen a side. We're fighting against the dark. There is an organized rebel effort. Drill down and get a hunt started. You realize what you've set in motion? People will suffer. Time has come to force their hand. At what cost? Everything! Every day we wait, they get stronger. Let's take them by surprise. For the greater good. Call it what you will. Let's call it war. People are standing up. They're afraid. Right now, they're afraid. Star Wars Andor, three-episode premiere, streaming September 21st. Only on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Oh, now it's something else playing here. I got to turn this off. Oh, get the Mandalorian already? No, no. No, no, no. Watching that. Okay. Yeah, it looks awesome. Like, there's all kinds of great stuff in there. 
Um, and yeah, you're right. The budget looks excellent. The, the effects look good. I mean, even for a trailer, like usually this stuff isn't completely finished for trailers, but this looks like it's pretty well along in its development. And yeah, we are going to get th- I guess three episodes uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, three episodes in a row. But then it occurs to me, what if they're only 30 minutes long? <laughs> that's what that's what always happens. Right. Like, yeah. Remember, there's some episodes of The Mandalorian where we're, we're like, oh, my God, I can't wait another hour this week. And then it's 40 minutes. Or something you're like, oh no, it's only forty yeah. minutes. So we might be surprised at how long. I don't think they've released running times yet. No, so we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah, it could be just the equivalent of a movie coming out on on Friday yeah. or whatever the day of the week. What day of the week is that, by the way? The what Wednesday. 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 Wednesdays. Yeah. So Wednesdays, like, and She Hulk is Thursdays. So I'm noticing we're we're going back to the battle for the the days of the week on this kind of stuff in streaming services because people like Lord of the Rings is coming out. I think Fridays. Yeah. And there's like other shows that are on. So, so definitely people are starting to kind of, for these weekly shows that are being released, people are starting to kind of, um, get into a routine with it, with watching the shows when they come out. So. Well, it's also, they realize they can build buzz week to week. Every episode is buzz as opposed to dropping the whole season. Yeah. And the so conversation's now, gone after a weekend, and that's it, right? That's what happens with Stranger Things and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely going to happen. And yeah, we're going to watch it along with it and, and talk about it every week. We can we'll start doing that on the uh, on that Wednesday whenever. I'm not going to be able. To, I'm no longer going to be able to watch it before I go to school because I start teaching at eight o'clock in the morning on Wednesdays, and that would mean like I get up at six to teach at eight. That oh, would mean if I want to watch an episode, I got to get up at five. I don't think so. So I'm My Wednesday, yeah. I'll sorry, see, go ahead. I'll see, I'll see what I can do to protect myself from spoilers, but go okay. ahead. Yeah, my Wednesdays are packed as well. Like I teach from nine to five, um, almost all day, and I won't have time to have. I won't be able to watch it before I go in. So yeah, I'll have to wait till after as well. So it's just a matter of keeping on social media, I think, until after, which is fine because when you're at school, it, the day goes by and you're just not don't have time for that anyway. Not so yet. yeah, yeah, that that'll be fine. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah it looks it looks really good. I'm excited. Like I like Rogue One. I I would probably watch Rogue One again just to get ready for this. I think maybe I'll watch it leading up to to when this is coming out to get in the mood. And uh it's a great character. It's a it's an interesting part. So we're exploring this is the five years, like this is a little bit after Obi Wan now. It's five years later, like five years before a new hope, right? Something like that? Um, something like that. Um and I also although I understand I don't know this for sure. I heard th- I've heard this um I've heard somebody else saying this on a podcast or something, but apparently, and it and it makes sense that the, there's big time jumps in the end, or um, there's flashbacks to when he was a right. kid and stuff, right? So yeah, so we are going to get probably stuff from. I would imagine that goes back to like even pre-Empire, right? That would be like um, the prequel times, right? So I think, I'm, and I don't know, I don't know if we're gonna, just going to get flashbacks or if the whole the episodes are going to pro, uh, are going to progress in an order where we're following his life, kind of. It might mm-hmm. be that, too. I mean, that that's possible. So I guess we'll sort of see how it goes down. But I expect, and it's going to be two seasons long, I think. So I think yeah. we're going to, like, just like Rogue One went right up to A New Hope, maybe Andor will go right up to Rogue One. Maybe yeah. we'll see what he was doing right at that moment, sort of when he, when at the beginning of Rogue One, when he sees... uh he meets uh, the Pablo clone, the guy who looks like Pablo Hidalgo in the back alley. Yes, that's right. He starts. We'll yeah, find yeah. Out, get a little bit, uh, maybe some insight into who that Pablo guy was. No, he just gets killed in cold blood, though. That's that's it. He, he doesn't. 
Um, I am looking forward to hoping like for more K2SO. I love that uh, uh, droid and, and seeing all that kind of stuff. How he how he gets that droid to be awesome. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, and again, it's more Star Wars. And it's been it's been a while, so I like the way they're piecing this out. I, I'm glad we're not getting it every like. I mean, it's still a little bit different than a movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's it's still like when when do Obi Wan come out in the springtime, right? So it's, it's been like three. Well, it's getting six months, I guess. Yeah, in the summer, I think uh, Obi Wan went most of the summer, did it not? Oh yeah. I guess, well, I guess it went into the into June and in July. May. So, started, it started in May. <laughs> it started in May. Yes, it yeah. was May into June, and so yes, it has been. So I guess it's every they go for like three series a year because we did have Boba Fett right. in the spring. So yeah, and then we'll get into Mandalorian next spring. Okay. Well, there's also, uh, you know, the animated stuff. There's Bad Batch. Oh, yes. Yes, Bad Batch. When is that starting? I think it's pretty soon. And there's also um, uh, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, I have this trailer here. Do you want to watch that? Yeah. Watch that one, too. And then we'll, uh, we'll, that'll be the last thing we talk about. Everywhere there is life. But you must face death. Honor it. Do not fear it. Jedi. Ahsoka is Jedi. The best way I can protect you is to teach you how to protect yourself. Master Dooku. I want to bring peace and order to the galaxy. Master, stop! It is the only way you will truly have victory. My Padawan. Again. Again. Dooku, stand down. about the coming darkness. Let's hope all that training pays off. And who might you be? Interesting, hey? Yeah, was that was that Yoda with hair? That was Yaddle. Yeah, was that Yaddle? Is that who that is? That's Yaddle from the Jedi Council. Oh wow, that was crazy! I'm like, who is that? There's another Yoda creature. So this is like a prequel to the prequels, right? Yeah. This is, well, it's kind of weird though because it's got yeah, it's young, it's young Qui Gon. So it's like Qui Gon yeah. when he was in his early days. So Duke, it's basically Qui Gon and Dooku, but there's still like parts of it that's in the modern times. I guess I know it's weird. Well, there it says six shorts, but they all seem to be based around Ahsoka, right? Ahsoka, yeah, Ahsoka and Dooku. Like, there's maybe there's two two different, maybe yeah. there's six different. I don't know. These are all could have all be different, but it does seem to be. There certainly does seem to be an Ahsoka storyline. Like, an, there's one probably a whole episode about her, um, and then there's a whole episode about Dooku. Maybe there's just two. Well, it says two stories of oh, faith, right? There we go. So that's what it is. Two stories of fate. And so we're kind of seeing maybe both ends, like bookends of the prequel era. Because Ahsoka kind of came around at the end of it, right? Ahsoka was right. around, although she was never in the third movie. 
No. Um, but, um, you know, she was in the series for sure. Well, Clone Wars series, and we're about to get, I guess we're going to get the live action Ahsoka soon too. Right. And so this is sort of, uh, getting us ready for that maybe a little bit. Um, but it looks, I actually think that this trailer made me more interested in this show than I otherwise would have been. I think it's, uh, it looks good. It looks, it looks like more episodes of the Clone Wars really. It does, yeah. It very much looks like the Clone Wars and, and that same style and just the same, like, just younger, like, yeah, like younger versions of Dooku and, and, uh, and Qui-Gon, which I'm actually kind of excited to learn about. I, you know, we don't know enough about Qui-Gon, so I kind of want to know more about what he was like when he was younger. That's cool. Yeah, no, I think so too. And, uh, just seeing the interactions and the story, the two stories of fate, mm-hmm. um, I think that'll be good. And I think it's, um, I think it's good also to sort of, I like the animation as testers for what might be live action one day. And I just mm-hmm. sort of like, I sort of like it. Like we don't know necessarily, I guess Disney gets some good data and stuff about who watches what, but um, even, even um, with Andor, it'll be interesting to see what does that do for that character? Yeah. Like that TV show. What's it going to do? Yeah. It's so, interesting. Yeah. We'll have to see uh, what the reaction is going to be. Yeah. But, but it's a good thing. I'm glad they're doing it. I'm looking forward to it. And I think Bad Batch is coming out soon too. Uh, is it? They made they moved it once, I think. It's like it's, it, we're starting to see everything get moved on streaming. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, can, I think originally yeah. Mandalorian season three was supposed to be originally this Christmas. Certainly, that was a thing at some point. Um, but uh, and then also Andor got moved, right? Andor was supposed to be out this week or, or next week or something. Already out in our, in August. Yeah, August, end back. of August. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. it was supposed to be out. So. Where that new era is upon us, where you're right, they're trying to counter-program other stuff that's coming out at the same time. And yeah. and I do think they didn't want to – I don't think they wanted a full season of She-Hulk to go uh, to go a full season at the same time as Andor. Um, I think that was part of it, too. I'm not, not that they're in competition. They're on the same streaming service. But I think it's possible for in, – in that scenario, for one to over, overwhelm the other. It's interesting. It's like a lead-in. Remember the idea of a lead-in, yeah. like having a strong lead-in, a show that really gets a lot of people watching. And then you, if you if you go off of that, you'll keep some of those viewers. It's like that where you go to like they'll have it. So the, the She Hulk finale probably will be coming up soon. So yeah. She Hulk finale, and then the next day Andor drops, or, or the day before Andor drops, so that the, they got crossed. And you're looking up, and you say, "Oh, look, Andor is there," and so you just click on it and watch it, and then that keeps you in Disney Plus instead of clicking over to Netflix or into another uh, streaming service, which is what they're doing, what they're thinking about. The competition now is among streaming services, not networks anymore. Right. So yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting, and um, it is some in some ways it seems like the days of traditional television. But in other ways, it's totally different because right. one of the reasons there was a thing is like a lead-in show would have an impact on the show that was after it is because people were too lazy to stand up and turn the channel. Right. Whereas now, like, he could be the laziest person on earth and still turn the channel. So, <laughs> but there's path of least resistance, right? There's that. I think that still exists. That people will still like, ooh, click, and they'll just click on the thing that they want to see. So I think that's definitely a thing that they think about. Anyway, all right, we got to wrap things up. That's that's a great conversation. It was nice, uh, nice to be back on talking Star Wars with you again. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. That's no moon. Now I am the master. TK421, you come.